0: So he's come back. Now what? Because that's the thing that, you know, everybody kind of like waits on and it's the moment that you dream about where he finally realizes what he what he missed out on and he comes back to his senses and he apologizes and you get your lick back and you get to live in that justification that you were right all along and he missed a good one. Okay, but why did he come back? Why did he come back? There are multiple reasons why a guy comes back. It could be that, okay, let's entertain this possibility for a moment. Okay, maybe he actually did realize what he has lost, and that realization has come from reflection, accountability, and spending time analyzing his own behavior when he was with you. Okay, that's one possibility but what about the other possibility that he's come back because (laughs) the other people or the other person who was giving him attention in your absence has left him. So his ego is hurt and he just needs somebody to make him feel alive again. He's come back to fill that hole again. What if he has come back because he knows that you're likely to accept him He knows that there is room for him to get away with what he got away with the last time. Because he knows that you are very forgiving and he's going to take advantage of that. Or what if he's come back because he's about to be homeless? He needs somewhere to stay. He needs somebody who is going to help him out. And he knows from having spent enough time with you that you are likely to be that person that's gonna save him. Sometimes we might never know why a guy comes back, but they do leave clues and you can usually kind of guess why they're back based on where things ended and how they ended. And you can also tell from how sincere the apology is. Because sometimes when guys come back Their apology is ridden with justifications. And if you're somebody who already wanted him back, you're gonna skip past all those justifications and you're gonna focus on the fact that, oh my God, he came back, which means that like, yeah, I'm different. Yeah, I'm the one. And if you're likely to act on an ego boost and you are somebody who needs an ego boost, then yeah, he's come back because he knows that you're gonna be responsive. And nine times out of ten, he's come back because he wants sex from you. And majority of that chance is that the sex is going to be free sex, i.e. sex he's not going to have to work for, trust that he's not going to have to work for. But also what's important is answering the question of how available did you make yourself upon his return? Because... I am a strong believer in making men pay for their crimes. (laughs) It's not until more recent in the timeline of my interactions with men that I started making men pay for their crimes. What I mean by making men pay for their crimes is, yes, sometimes that involves them actually paying me money. Or sometimes it involves them being put on ice. Because they need, to, I've not finished with you. Just because you're sorry, and you want to be back in my life, that doesn't mean I want you here. You need to feel my you. Mm-mm, there's still more time. I've not finished with you. You still need to wait. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the vengeful Scorpio in me. Okay, I have my Venus and Scorpio, so that vengefulness works to my favor because I can. It's like a listen. It's like a dissociative thing that I have with men where. <laughs> I, I can basically, like, disconnect from a man emotionally if he gives me a reason to. And it sounds fucked up, but it's not fucked up because if you've put me in a headspace where I now have to reconsider the bond I had with you and the longer I go without hearing from you, you're just giving me more time to separate from you mentally and emotionally. So by the time you come back, if at all you come back, there will not be any warmth from me, and you will be so confused as to how I'm able to just be so cold towards you. You know that's happened to me with a guy who, and as we speak, he's still on ice. The, I don't know if the I don't know if this ice will ever melt. I'm not sure, but for now, still on ice, being on ice. But this guy, he. I had, oh gosh, it wasn't it wasn't even a relationship. I wouldn't really, okay, you know what? For sake of conversation, let's call it a situationship, even though it wasn't really a situationship, but it kind of was a situationship. And if I'm describing it in this way, then it's definitely a situationship. So I had a situationship with a guy, maybe like five years ago or six years ago maybe even seven years ago, goodness, this is a guy who I knew time ago, and it was this undefined, but very like enmeshed, <laughs> it was undefined, but enmeshed at the same time, so what I mean by enmeshed was like, we had this like deep nonverbal connection, like there was an evident mutual crush, but obviously we were both younger back then, but still, there was an evident mutual crush. And he was doing that thing that young guys do where like they are deeply attracted to you, but they try to act like they're not. And that really turned me off. So there was a while where I was entertaining him. There was even a while where I was the one who, from my young, early twenties mindset, was even chasing him. And I know he was loving that because it made him feel like he was that guy. And then one day I just like decided to just cut it off. And I never spoke to him again. Um, And that lasted years of us not speaking. And then he came back to apologize. Gosh, this was a a while ago, he came back to apologize. I accepted it, it was probably like a year ago or something, or maybe even two years ago. Anyway, he came back to apologize. And enough time had passed and enough life had happened to us both in that window of what would have been four or five years that passed during that period of us no longer speaking. Enough time had passed for me to feel the change in who he was and the apology felt sincere. And he said a lot of things in that apology along the lines of him having still been in love with me all that time when I wasn't talking to him. This is not the first time a guy has said this to me, but, you know, men be falling in love with you when you're absent. That's literally just how men fall in love, unfortunately. But anyway, all this talk about how he was still in love with me all that time when I wasn't talking to him. And, you know, how he realised how much he cared about me when I wasn't talking to him. You know, just, it, it felt like love bombing, but it wasn't the kind of love bombing that's coming from a stranger. It felt like the kind of love bombing that's coming from someone who knows me. So at the time I didn't register it as love bombing. It wasn't until afterwards I was like, okay. So that was love bombing because his behavior changed. His behavior changed towards me after he had expressed how much he was still in love with me and how much he realized that he missed me in those years of me no longer speaking to him and how sorry he is. It was like he was doing that thing that guys do where they like you so much that they go out of their way to avoid giving you any signs that they like you. So uh, there was a period where we had each other on social media, like Instagram. I mainly use Instagram, so it was Instagram. Um, I had unblocked him on the messaging apps, like like iMessage and WhatsApp. Um, and I noticed that like he'll be watching everything up this is this is just a pattern with me and guys where like they develop these like secret obsessions that they th- they think it's a secret obsession but I can see them where like he did this thing where he was just watching all of my stories silently would not say a word would not engage wouldn't like my posts and the thing is it's like I don't need men to be a fan of me I just feel weird when you're going out of your way to act like you don't see me at all when I can see you looking at me. Because to me, it feels like the same thing as when a guy is overtly liking all your pictures. It's like, there is something interesting about when a guy is overtly liking all your posts and acting in a way that you'd probably describe as obsessive versus a guy who's liking zero of your posts. But you know, you can see that he's seeing it. There is this like mutual... In both those behaviors, in both those behaviors I've just mentioned, there is this mutual consciousness of what they're doing, because the guy who is trying to not like your pictures, he's very conscious in that decision, because there are other women who he likes their pictures, and he he probably feels more free to like their pictures because there is no emotional or romantic bond with them that has existed, so there's nothing to be cautious about. But he was doing that with me and it was just a big turn-off because I was like, what are you doing, guy? Like, if you're a man and you're a grown adult, like you need to own your feelings. Like, it's okay to tell a woman that you find attractive that she's attractive, especially after you've already told her that you're like in love with her and you missed her after all these years and you realize that she's the one that you really, really loved, XYZ. So you've gone from telling me that you was in love with me to suddenly ignoring me and acting like I don't exist. How do you think that's gonna work out for you? Because that Would make me just cut you off. So I cut him off out of nowhere. One day he noticed that he no longer follows me on Instagram and I no longer follow him because what I did was Instagram has a feature where you can remove someone as a follower. So, what that does is that person, based on you pressing a particular button, that person will no longer follow you and you have the choice to also unfollow them after you do that. So, that's what I did. And he never contacted me whenever it was that he noticed. And at the time when I had made that decision to remove him as a follower was yonks ago, yonks, months, months, probably even a year ago, time ago. I never heard from him. There was no sort of like text message or anything like, hey, noticed something has changed, are you okay? I didn't do that to get a response out of him. I did that because I don't even want anything to do with him anymore. But if somebody has told you that they're in love with you and they notice that you've done something as decisive as cutting them off on social media where you're supposed to connect with people, if they have good intentions and they care about you, they will message you and ask you if everything's all right. It's not a game. From my part, it's not a game. It's just like if someone cares, then they're going to ask questions. He never said the worst. I was like, well, that confirms that I made the right choice then. And then... I was at some some social gathering, and he happened to be there, and he had the nerve to tap me and say, "Hey!" And I ignored him. Like, how dare you? Why are you coming back to tap me? To talk about what? What's I to talk about? Because from my from my from my point of view, you shown me that you're a weak man. Because one thing I detest in men is weakness. I find it very, very weak. I know this is a word people are scared to use when talking about men, because like men are fragile people. But weakness, in my opinion, when describing a man, weakness in a man is when he can't take ownership of his feelings for you. And as a result of his fear of his feelings for you and his spinelessness and his cowardice, he blows hot and cold towards you and in him blowing hot and cold he allows you to feel like he doesn't care about you that to me is very weak and I don't like weak men um and I'm very glad that I cut him off I don't know why he was gonna try and talk to me at the social event what could you possibly say to a woman who the last time you spoke to her you told her you were in love with her for years and then you went on to act like she doesn't exist while watching her for months and months and months without contacting her to ask how she's doing. So sometimes when guys come back, you need to really ask yourself why he's coming back. Because some guys are happy to do that stringing you along thing for eternity. And you need to know and have the discernment of deciding whether this guy deserves to come back or not. Like, with this guy that I'm talking about, there is no incentive to let him be close to me again. What are we going to be talking about? What are we talking about? <laughs> like, yeah, guys will tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, he's going to tell you that he missed you and he's still in love. Well, if you're so in love with me, if you are so in love with me, I would like you to send me 500 pounds. don't worry about what I'm going to do with the 500 pounds. If you're so in love with me, I would like you to send me 500 pounds quickly. I don't, in fact, fact, it doesn't even have to be quickly. If it takes you one year to save up and present the 500 pounds to me in the format we've agreed on, then it was going to take you one year of not hearing from me or not being able to speak to me until that 500 pounds is in my hand. You got to start, you just got to start taxing men now, got to start charging them, got to start making them pay for their crimes. No more accepting apologies for free, especially if they're a repeat offender. I'm so sorry, babe. (laughs) But I understand that this is not for everyone. Like, I understand that not everyone is going to agree with the idea of charging men for wasting your time. That's fine, though. It depends on how you value your time. For me, from now on, if a man wants to come back into my life and there's been enough of a mutual bond that existed between us and there was tension and we argued and we were fond of each other and I had to cut you off for a reason. If you decide you want to come back, there's a there's a fee, there's a tall fee to pass these tall gates and different guys, there's going to be a different fee. I'm literally making this shit up on the spot right now because I can because nothing makes sense anymore anyway. We're living on a fucking spinning rock. So if men wanna waste your time, tax them because your time is your money. (coughs) And even if your time ain't your money, why the hell not? Just see what lengths he's gonna go to prove. Because I personally feel like if a man is willing to part ways with money to prove how serious he is, the joke ain't even a joke anymore. Now it's like, oh, wait, okay. I feel like there is a seriousness to this. Yeah, if he's got money, there's a chance he'll waste his time again. But I feel like until a man invests in you, he's not going to be invested in you, girl. And what I mean by that is like, if that man ain't financially investing in you and he has the nerve to come back, you're going to get your time wasted again. I feel like when money is involved there's less of an incentive for him to drop you and play with your time because he's invested in you. He can't let you... Are you going to let your investment go to (laughs) waste? I know some people listening will not agree with that because some people don't know how to separate the idea of like a woman being objectified when money is involved in a relationship and the idea of a woman deciding to get money from men because she feels like it, because men are never going to be afraid to ask you for sex. Like, men don't want your money. Yeah, the ones that are looking for somewhere to live will probably want your money, but they're also going to want sex as well. The main thing they want from you is sex. Like, you don't see women driving in vans, catcalling men. You don't see women, like... flashing their pussies at men on the train. You don't see women like finding opportunities where they can to group men. You just don't see women following men home at night. Like there is a clear disparity in who wants what from who. It's very clear that men want pussy from women. It's also clear that women can benefit heavily from many from, from money from men, because a woman cannot live without money. You can spin this however you like I'm not interested all I know is for me personally if a man is coming back into my life after causing problems he's gonna need to be financially invested in me for me to take him seriously this time around especially if he's apologized more than once because I'm sorry if you keep on if you keep on doing shit that involves you having to keep apologizing I just see you as a sorry ass man. You just a sorry ass man. And I don't like a sorry ass man. Like what, how about not doing shit that's gonna have you apologizing all the time so you don't have to be a sorry ass man. Cause if you're gonna have to be a sorry ass man, I'm gonna have to be a paid ass woman. You need to be paying me. I like money and I would like you to bring that my way. And if, if you bring money my way and you come with a really robust apology, we're in a good place. I think most men who don't have money fear that you're going to collect their money and run away because they don't have money and also because they know that's what they would do when they get access to your pussy. They're going to collect and run away. They're scared that you're going to do what they're going to do because a man who is sincere in his actions, I don't give a fuck if you have to save up your little change to give me the 500. First of all, I'm not messing with a man who needs to save up for three years to give me 500 pounds. You're not somebody that I can date. You could be my friend. But if you've fucked up in my life and you've come back to apologise, you better just go back to where you came from. Don't even come with the apology, just stay there because you can't afford to be around here. And that's OK. It doesn't make you a bad person. It just means that I am out of your league. But if it's within a man's financial capability to run me the desired amount that would make me want to consider his apology application, then you're going to do that in it. And that's what's going to make me take it seriously. Because at this point, you can't take a man's words. You just can't. You need to take his money. (laughs) I'm laughing, but I'm serious. And again, I keep saying this. I don't expect everybody listening to agree because you need to be a very strong-willed person to be able to actually stand firm in the belief that you deserve to take a man's money after he's upset you. Because it shouldn't only be when a man upsets you that you take his money. That man should be wanting to support you when, whether things are good or not. But if last, last, he's come back after he's deeply hurt you, girl, you need to charge him the amount of money that you think evens out to the amount of emotional pain you felt. So with another guy, it could be that you're not going to charge him £500 to accept his apology. You might charge him £1,500 because you know that he has more money and you know that that £1,500 will be enough for him to feel a sting, but it's not going to put him in debt. Like, it's the context of who you're dealing with. Financial punishment matters sometimes. And look, sorry, as someone that does femdom occasionally, it's just a part of how I interact with men. (laughs) Like, you will pay for your crimes, young man. Don't do that over here. You cannot just come in, go out. If you decide that it's me that you want to do that with, then I hope you've made peace with the possibility of never speaking to me again. Or you've made me peace with the possibility of paying me financial reparations because financial reparations will create a lot of repair for me. Financial reparations will create a lot of repair for me because that £500 that I might charge you or that £1,500 that I'll charge somebody else for an offence that fills uh, in context to that money I'll use that five hundred pounds or that one thousand five hundred pounds to pay off my electricity bill or to pay out any outstanding fees I may have or I might use that one it doesn't get it doesn't matter what I'm using it for you don't you don't need to be worried about what I'm using it for you need to be worried about getting that money to me as soon as possible so that you can start talking to me as soon as possible and this is why I think it's just an interesting and exciting domain to play in. I just think it's really interesting. I'm really fascinated by men and money because you just never know until you ask. And sometimes men will surprise you, you know? There are some men who you think that they're not going to do it and then they do it. And now you're like, oh, he actually did what I asked. Well, damn. And there'll be guys who, you know, if you feel the fear that he's not going to do it, and that fear ends up materialising and he ends up actually not doing it. That's not the guy for you. There will be a guy who will pay your unblock fee. <laughs> there will. Okay. And those are the men who deserve access to you. It could be argued. Oh, what a cold way to interact with human beings. This is not real love. This sounds materialistic and fine Good. 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 Because men want you for your pussy anyway. That's materialistic too, or whatever you call it. If it ain't materialistic, I don't know what it's called, but they want you for your pussy. He's come back because he wants to be inside your pussy. And if he's broke, he wants to be in your house as well. But more time, he's come back because somebody else has rejected him and he wants to be inside your pussy and he knows there's a chance he will say yes. So, what are you gonna do about that insult? What are you gonna do about the insult of knowing that? He believes there's a chance that he'll be inside you based on him giving you a flimsy apology. How much are you going to charge him? You get to decide that, you know? And there are ways to make that process as smooth as possible. So in my case, I think I've mentioned this website before, um, but it's a site called Wish Tender. And how it works is you can... Basically, people can send you money through that website and how they send you that money is they can purchase an arbitrary token that you've created. So for example, my fees, not fees, but like my the tokens I created start at fifty pounds and it goes up to twelve thousand pounds. So the £50, I normally use that when guys want to ask me about if they can be my sub. I normally just be like, well, if you're serious about this conversation and you want to talk more about possibly being a sub of mine, then you can send an initial tribute. And that's normally £50 as a starting tribute. And that's just to be compensated for my time, because sometimes these guys will end up changing their mind mid-conversation. They'll be like, actually, I don't want to do it anymore. Great, go away then. I've gotten 50 pounds out of that. You wasted my time, but the time didn't fully go to waste. I've got 50 pounds out of it. I have 12,000 pounds on there as the highest um, figure. And the 12,000 pounds is for, in case somebody wants to pay my rent six months up front, you never know. You never know. But basically that site allows for you to create different priced tokens and then when people buy that token the money is put into your account and the wish tender website takes like I think five percent of this commission whatever but I find it really easy and a safe way to get money if people want to give you money from wherever in the world they are so the next guy that wants to come back into my life after having done damage you'll be given a wish tender link and you will have however number of days it will take you to save up for the desired amount that I've asked you for figure it out Or else go back to where you came from because I don't see why you need to take men back just because they've come back. You don't have to. You actually don't have to do anything you want. A guy can come back with a really, really robust, sweet, intentional, sentimental apology and you can decide it's not enough. That's fine because there was a time when he decided that you weren't enough. So much so that he went and slept with someone else or so much so that he went and ghosted you or so much so that he cussed you and devalued you and hurt your feelings on his way out. So if he's allowed to hurt your feelings you're allowed to hurt his pockets and whatever injury his pockets feel he will recover in Jesus name amen and he will learn that lesson amen and you will receive financial benefit from your time that was wasted amen amen what the fuck like but like I said this is something you learn as you get a bit older I don't expect a 17 year old to be as switched on as a 28 year old i mean if you're a 17 year old and you think this way i need to shake your hand (laughs) but as you get older you just you just learn that like men are not going to change but you have the potential to change how you interact with people who are never going to change and you need to make it work for you because if you don't advocate for yourself you will only get what you basically get what you advocate for in this life. So sometimes you got to feel the fear and do it anyway. If you're scared that he might say no, still ask. If he says no, great. You know he's not the man for you. If he says yes, pleasant surprise. But I'm open to being surprised and I'm open to men repairing the damage that they've done based on terms i've decided and that's pretty much how i'm going to be moving forward with men because yeah i do believe in forgiveness but there's a fee for that forgiveness and if you want it bad enough you'll find the money